Welcome to episode number two of Escaping the Mortal Cage podcast, the incredible true story of Lopez Lamont. You are six years old. You're going to church with your mom. As you gather under the tree in your African village to worship, angry soldiers roar up. They kidnap you and every other child in your village. They literally rip you out of your mother's arms. You are bound, blindfolded, and tossed into the back of a pickup truck. You are driven for what seems like days. You almost suffocate back there, packed in like sardines and covered with dust. Tears, terror, and gnawing hunger are your companions. When you finally arrive, you discover that you have been taken to a military training facility to be turned into a child soldier. The overlords will use terror and drugs to turn you into a killing machine until some violent belch of energy snuffs out your miserable existence. But of course, you're only six years old. How can you even comprehend any of this? Terror is the first part of your training. Boys ill-treated, beaten, and starving begin dying all around you. When they discover that you are only six years old and can barely hold an AK-47, you are marked for death. The soldiers don't have time for you to grow up. One night, three older boys decide that chancing death is worth the risk to escape. Mercifully, they grab you out of the feces-covered spot that is to become your grave in a few days. You exit the tent under cover of darkness, belly crawl to a hole in the fence, then make a break for freedom. For three days straight, you run through the jungle. The older boys have to carry you at times. You are only six after all. But your desperate struggle to get back to your village ends in complete failure. You've run the wrong way. The Kenyan border officials have to pick your exhausted body up off the ground. They toss you into the back of yet another pickup truck and drive you off to a refugee camp. It's better than the prison camp, but still, it's full of challenges. Food security is a huge concern. Older boys from the camp regularly rob the younger boys of their food. To sort the problem, you and your tent mates decide to bury your month's supply of food in a hole that you dig in the center of your tent. At midnight, you slip out of bed, and like mice, you quietly eat your single daily meal in the darkness. On Tuesday mornings, you bounce out of bed. The wheelbarrows are already rolling, full of trash from the relief workers. They have excellent trash. You and hundreds of boys follow the wheelbarrows to the far end of the camp. As soon as the waste is dumped, you dive into the pit. It's a free-for-all. People get hurt, but it's worth it for the chance to supplement your single midnight meal with an apple core or a chunk of moldy bread. Your favorite thing to do in the camp is play soccer. But all the players must first complete a 30-kilometer warm-up lap around the camp before they're given the chance to play. You become an outstanding runner. Ten years go by. Your family in Sudan must be dead. They've never come for you. The Kenyans won't release Sudanese people into the local population. So it looks like you're going to be stuck in the camp forever. One day at church, the pastor tells you that America wants to adopt 3,500 refugee boys. All that's needed is for you to write your life story out in English. The only problem is you have no idea how to write or even speak English. 
No problem. You gather up a dozen boys from the camp, each know a few words of English, and together you get to work. Your essay is accepted. You don't even know what an airplane is, and when you get on one, you have no idea that the contraption might go up into the air, and when it does, you lose your mind with a mixture of surprise, terror, and delight. In America, the surprises keep on coming. The most amazing, though, is the Christian family that adopts you, loves you, and works tirelessly to ensure that you get a good education and all the advantages that come with being in America. Back in Africa, you loved soccer, but you could only play with bound-up rags for a ball. Here in America, thanks to your new parents, you have a closet full of soccer balls. You have some surprises of your own for your adoptive family. Like when you take off like a rocket out of the house barefoot and run 30 kilometers. Soon you catch the eye of the local high school track coach. Before long, you are winning every race you run in. In a few years, you get good enough to qualify for the Olympics. But that is only a tiny part of your good fortune. Miraculously, your African parents resurface. It's been 20 years But there's your birth mother talking to you on the other end of the phone. Eventually, you return to Africa to visit your long-lost family. They have a hard time understanding why you won't return to the village to look after the goats. You keep saying something about finishing college and competing in the Olympics, but they don't get it. It's also really gross when they slaughter a cow and rub its entrails all over you and then tell you to give a speech. Despite the smell and the slop, you warm the entire village with words of gratitude and hope as you stand over your own grave. Many of the children who were taken never returned from the dead, but you did, so maybe there will be more. You promised to help, to do something, to go from forgotten boy of Sudan A step away from death to Olympian is hard enough to fathom, but then to be voted unanimously as America's flag bearer at the Olympics, well, it's too grand to be true. You hang out with the President of the United States of America. You get to give a motivational speech to the dream team. Your athletic heroes like LeBron and Kobe listen to you. As you tell your story, they pat you on the back. They welcome you into the locker room. As a professional athlete, you use your platform to start a foundation to help bring an end to the poverty and suffering of the people of South Sudan. This is the incredible true life story of Lopez Lamond. So many meet death in our world in the most horrific and unimaginable ways, but Lopez defies the odds. His story breaks us out of the mortal cage and causes us to dream of what could be causes us to hope, causes us to see what good things can happen when we see beyond ourselves, see beyond the blunt, dull forces of nature. America, you have the ideals of freedom and equality stamped all over your existence. Lately, with your race riots and your cities burning and your toxic politics, you've failed to live up to your ideals. But in this story... You live up to them masterfully. This story is not happening in China or Russia or Kenya. Only in America does Lopez Lamond have a chance at greatness. And so America, you get an attaboy. 
Christians, your central ideal is sacrificial love. You've failed lately to live up to that ideal, with leader after leader being exposed as predatory and greedy and bloated with selfish interest. You've gotten political. The banner of self-sacrificial love has been torn down and replaced with an angry war cry. But in this story, you are spot on, and it's beautiful. Without Christians making great sacrifices for other people's good, Lopez becomes a pile of bleached bones on the African savanna. Christians, you get an attaboy as well. Thanks for listening to Escape the Mortal Cage podcast, inspiring real-life stories designed to spark your imagination and cause you to ponder deeper things through laughter and tears all in under 10 minutes. The coward and the hero march together within every man.